House. This is episode 220. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. What's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. And we're back, you guys. We're back from the LAFC LA game, El Trafico game. That, what El did we do? El Trafico. What happened oh, in on. that game? Do you guys hear this? Sounds like a bag That's, of potato chips. It's 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 a it's my water bottle, or or I should say, it's my bottle of LAFC fan tears. Oh, so good. <laughs> that must be really salty. But and so gross. salty, but so salty. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. Uh, oh my! But God. you but you down it, you down it, and you oh, yeah. enjoy oh, it. Still so good, so good. <laughs> uh, first, the first El Trafico with fans in over a year. Incredible. Well over uh, a year. Yep. Well over a year, but it was, man, it was loud. It was lively. Uh, there were LAFC fans in the, in the stadium, of course, even though the, the game was only available to Galaxy season ticket members. We all knew that those Galaxy season ticket members that were not able to go were going to make their money, uh, which is fine. You know, it's, it's all well and good. Um, I did give, I did buy tickets for my nephew who is a galaxy fan but he also happened to take people who weren't necessarily galaxy fans they also aren't uh lafc fans and i only say it that way is because they say they're lafc fans but again when you ask them hey name a player other than vela they're they go um the there's that one guy in the midfield and then uh smith there's a smith on there right like literally every other lafc (laughs) right shout out to you eddie (laughs) <laughs> um it's funny enough one of the people was named eddie but it's not that eddie how do we know that Um, <laughs> uh, is it my brother-in-law could be okay how, how do i know that <laughs> uh, i don't so know eddie, of, eddie would sound like that though actually yeah one of, one of the glorious one of the glorious things uh about that is that my what uh my brother-in-law who is also my my nephew's dad who who is a galaxy fan um, used to be a Chivas USA fan. And so, of course, he's just going to go whoever is against the Galaxy because his team doesn't exist anymore. But uh, re- regardless, he did say that he cheered when Chicharito scored. Uh-huh. Of course. And, of course that, he and then he was impressed. Yeah, and then he was impressed with the atmosphere. He said it was it was very loud and very lively and that there was still a lot of Galaxy fans and still the the, the place was uh, on fire. So um, so there you go. Some compliments from a quote-unquote LAFC fan. <laughs> uh, that, that's... Or just a reluctant Galaxy fan. Yeah, just, just a reluctant, just a, a fan of soccer who just doesn't want to admit that he is kind of enjoying for, the galaxy for whatever <laughs> reason. Yeah, it's something I don't understand either. But you know what? It's not something you lose sleep over. Uh, all I know is that you know you won the game. Um, the the fact that they have yet to violate the sanctity of our stadium is just it, it brings me so much joy. You know, they have not beaten us in our stadium. You know, well, I, mean, that someday right. they're, I mean, it's right. I mean, it's right. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know some, I mean, it's going to happen. I get it. So that's it because be we're, point. that's because we're in Carson Lewis. Well, doesn't LAFC stand for, yeah, but doesn't LAFC stand for lost at fucking Carson? Yeah, it does. So I'm okay with that. Oh, I see Perfectly what he did fine. There. Well, it wasn't me, but you know, there's know other people more, 
Yeah. Um, but all right, let, let, let's get into it. Let, let's get into the game. So, you know, leading up to the game, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Um, that doesn't happen last season, by the way. I dread it. I knew what was coming. Um, I I was in there like, oh my God, just 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 keep it respectable. Please keep it respectable. That didn't happen, minus one game or maybe two. I don't remember. But not the case this year. This year I'm ready to go. I said, you know what? We're not losing this game. We're not going to lose this game. We're, we're, we're going to hang in there. Like, this is, this is it. I, you know, as the game grew nearer, my optimism grew and grew. And, you know, what... Go on. Sorry. Unlike, unlike the Seattle game, we literally were toe-to-toe with every player there. Like, everyone was, on, was, was pretty much on their, on their feet, like, working real hard and, getting, and not really getting pressed and, and getting lost too much and not getting, getting stripped or anything. Like, well, but, again, I mean, I we, always, we always play differently against LAFC, no right. matter what. And, but, and I was going to say, that I, I think the difference, or one of the differences is, one, you were at home. You weren't on the road. You didn't have to go to Seattle to play on turf, which is extraordinarily tough. Seattle is a much better team than LAFC is. So the, the the level of competition, you know, shoots up going against Seattle. And you're right. Whenever we play LAFC, um, that wasn't, again, last year wasn't always the case. I think there was just that, you know, that one game, uh, the, the, the game uh, immediately after the MLS's back tournament where we dominated yeah. uh, and won 2-0. But other than that, you know, LAFC had the better, uh, you know, uh, of the games and you know scoring sticks on us you know and so like it, it was just you know, you know it was a horrible horrible year um but yeah we, we we do play a little differently and you know uh we're gonna get into the stats a little later on because there's a joke in there as well um but i saw a team that it looks at least right now and i'm not sure if this is just going to be the style or if this is just you know, the you're still kind of in that early season form, haven't quite hit mid-season form just yet. You're close to it, but you're still missing pieces. You're still having players that are coming in. Uh, we know that Kevin Cabral was in the stadium to 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 see El Trafico. So his first El Trafico, he was he was there. I'm sure he was itch, you know, itching like, oh man, I wish I was there. I'm I'm sure he'll be, you know, yeah, eager to play in uh, play the game well. in August. Yeah. So, and by that, and by the next time, uh, you're probably going to have a full capacity stadium, uh, end of August, more than likely. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And, but, and not only that, but the team, the team at that point, Cabral would have been, will have been there for a while, right. and will have gelled with the. Hopefully, will have gelled with the team because we're not playing them again till August. Right. So, I, I think with all that said, what where where I'm going with this is. I'm not sure if the Galaxy, if this is the team that they're going to be. This is a team that is going to be, uh, someone said, and I don't remember who it was, so I apologize if you're listening, but someone had said to us, this team reminds me of Leicester City when they won the EPL a few years back. Not the most talented squad. By far, there are better teams out there. But they outworked everybody. And they got results when they needed to get results. And I think that's what the Galaxy are doing right now. You know, they're not dominating. They're not um, necessarily being dominated either. They're not playing well. They're playing well enough. And to me, I kind of feel like this is like, this is kind of like guerrilla warfare. You know, I know I'm not the better team. I'm not going to go out and play your game. I'm going to lose. I'm going to pick my spots here. I'm going to hang in there long enough. And I'm just going to, 
attack you when I need to attack you. That's what the Galaxy have been doing. And so far, granted, maybe a little luck is on their side. And that's something we haven't seen in the, in the past few seasons, by the way. Yeah. But that's something so, they needed to be doing. Like, the, for the last few seasons, that's how, given the, the, the talent that they've had and everything at their disposal, disposal, that's how they've needed to play. Yeah, but I, and I think this is also a case of you're making your own luck here. You know, you're staying in games, you know, you're you're staying in the fight. And I think that's what's encouraging. You may not look good, and I hope that changes. I get that you're, you know, you're learning a new system and you're under a new coach, a new philosophy. But it looks like the players are genuinely trying to buy into Like, they bought into us, and they're genuinely trying to execute it. They really want to buy into this. You're seeing that they're playing as a unit. They're not running around with 11 players in different directions, and not any single one of them have any clue as to which direction is the, the correct way to go. They are going the same direction. Very encouraging. The defense, they don't... They're not scrambling they uh, as they were last season. Still some kinks, not perfect, but they look like they're defending together. Yeah, um, I, I, I definitely see improvements, but I still see a lot of scramble, yeah. dude. No, no, no. There's, a, there's still a lot of scramble there. I don't know. I mean, they're scrambling, I mean, but but that but but the position is might a be hell of a lot better. There, there's, sure. Sometimes. You know, I mean, it depends. There's there's different games like this last game. I mean, they're 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 never really too far to recover to not recover. You know what I mean? Before they they'd be kind of lost off their mark or in a little island or ball watching. You know. Now, I mean, at least at least they can recover and get back to where they are. If yeah. anything anything crazy goes, and everybody's still aligned, everybody's still on in their like in their frame, their positioning. You know. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. where the, the, the making your luck is. I mean, just you, you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. So, you know, that's going to help on the attack and it's going to help on the defense. I mean, you could say, I mean, you could say that for Dos Santos's goal. I mean, you know, he was there because he needed to be there because that that pass with Chicharito was a, basically a blind pass to be like, all right, someone in there in the box, get there. I don't even think that that's necessarily a pass as much as it was the tackle and it just happened to land. You no, know, the, the second the goal. Of... He's talking about the second goal. Yeah, I mean the second oh, goal. Oh, oh, well, yeah, that too. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to so that. We'll, we'll get to we'll that. Get to that. Minute, right, yeah. right. Um, um, but but I mean, I agree. I agree that that they're they're certainly improved. They're certainly more cohesive. That's for sure. Um, and and like you said, they're all going in the same direction rather than you know eleven different directions at the same time. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the way that they're they're being coached. A lot of that has to do with the opponents that they've faced so far. Uh, but I also think that you know we're, we're we're finally now now that we're what four games in we're seeing the shift we're seeing that direction and um, I don't know about you I saw it in the preseason I, well look, <laughs> I'm just saying now now that there now that there's been some buildup and I was gonna get to Bobby on this you know are are you starting to believe in this team now Bobby. Because I know I don't earlier know you, keep, you got on her case. Uh, no, you I don't got know. No, you guys, again, you guys don't you listen to the words that I say. Slow down. Hold no. on. You told <laughs> us to slow down. You, you, you're getting all mad and defensive right away. Yeah, you yeah. told us to slow down and, and, and slow roll. I never thought that we were getting ahead of ourselves at any point. I just think that you reserved, you wanted to reserve judgment until you saw more. So now that we've seen a little bit more, I'm asking you where you stand on this team in terms of whether or not they're a cohesive competitive unit. Well, the well, the reason I got defensive is because your initial question was not that entire explanation. You said you did not believe in this team. That was not true, and that has never been true. 
Um, but everything you said after that has been completely 100% true. Uh, and that's, if anything, if that statement was true, it was probably more true for me. Well, go on. and that's where my fight is with Lewis because there were times in the beginning where he was already saying, oh, they're great, they're great. I'm like, dude, stop. It's the first game. It's the first no, game. And then, no. and then you said, would turn back. The you, 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 no, you play both sides in the same time, dude. Come on. Uh, so, so from now, at this point, yes, I love the growth that's happening. You know, there is growth. You're seeing it. Now, but the, here's the thing. Dave, Lewis kind of alluded to this earlier on. Are we still going to be the same team when Cabral comes in or Sega comes in? Like, how is that all going to mesh out? I think we're going to do fine. Uh, there's going to be, you know, a little bit of kinks, of course. Uh, but I think that's when we're going to be kind of hopefully, hopefully, hopefully moving into more of an attacking attacking type minded team. Uh, because uh, it looks like everything is like the skeletal structure is starting to kind of like lock in with each other. If you know what I'm saying in that way, you know, it's not so broken. So it is getting better. The team is looking nice. Again, when we play LAFC, we play very different. Uh, this, you know, we'll see how everything keeps keeps moving forward. So, yeah, I'm happy right now. <laughs> and if we continue this and hopefully not break apart, it should be it should we should be accelerating. And that is why. And I said in the beginning, I do believe that we were going to get into the playoffs. We were going to grow. I did say that from the beginning. I just wasn't happy with how we were looking at that time. Um, I usually after the victories uh, or uh, after each game, I say to my, uh, I say on the podcast, um, let me take a step back here. Let me put my feedback on the ground and, you know, sure you're two and oh, but sure you beat this team, but you know, and I can do that again, this game. But I won't. And the reason I won't do that is because the, the game against LAFC is one of the few games where you can throw a lot of things out the window. Records, form, stats, um, even the way you play, you can throw out the window. Along with an elimination game, it doesn't matter how you win. Just win the damn game. Just win the damn game. I don't care how you do it. I prefer you look pretty. I prefer you look dominant. I prefer you, you know, blow the team out. I don't care how you do it. Just win. Just beat this team at all costs. And they were able to do it. What I like about this team is, and I've said it again, it, it's, they, sh they are showing heart. Something that we have been extraordinarily critical of. The Galaxy, the past five seasons. They are showing that they are, I think it's a little too early to say this, but you're showing signs of, hey, I, these players finally understand what it means to play for this crest. Because we talked about that privilege, that entitlement that we felt that these players had simply because, oh, I play for the Galaxy. You know, and it, and it, and it went across the board from the front office to the players, even to, our, even to the fans, you know. We've been humbled. We've been humiliated. We had to get there. We had to go through what yeah, we had to go I, through I, I to get to this point. To. And, you know, and, and to be fair, you know, it's, again, it's only four games in. And there's a lot, a lot of season left to go. And so much can happen. And oh, we've yeah. seen this before. <laughs> you know, we were, we were undefeated through a month and a half under GBS. Looking good. And then, you know, 
we, we know where that you know ended up. So I don't think that this is going to be the case this season because there definitely is some sort of shift. You're obviously not going to win every single game, and there might be times where you may hey maybe you do get run off the field. The encouraging thing is is that this team has fight in them. They are actually competitive. Win or lose, you lost against Seattle, but I thought you were competitive. I, you know, I don't think you were as dominated as many people think. I, I wasn't upset at that game. Here's another game where, at least statistically, and what you're watching, it looks like we were dominated. I, I don't see that. I think you frustrated in this last another game. team. This last game against LA. I, 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 I didn't think, feel. I didn't feel that. I felt like it was pretty even. Not looking I at stats. Was, I think it was even if you if you look at the stats, you go, yeah, of course. You know, there's one team that possessed the ball and had more passes and this and that, but. You know, as we always said with GBS, like you can possess the ball all you want. If you can't do anything with those possessions, it's right. for nothing. It's, it's, it's for nothing. It's pointless. Right. Yeah. And so, and, you know, you can you can hold the ball for 90, you know, for 90 minutes. That one minute you get scored on. Guess what? You're, you lost the game. Who right. cares? Um, but just look, look at the way that we lined up. And I know maybe in the preseason – we felt like the the level of players that we were bringing in weren't MLS quality. Like we weren't M- like upper echelon MLS quality. I still don't think we're upper echelon MLS quality right mm-hmm. now. But um, if you look at, at, at just some of the changes we made, like if you look at the starting 11 and it's pretty clear to see who's a regular and who's not a regular, obviously you have bond in the goalkeeper. Uh, he's been a massive improvement over David Bingham. I don't care what, I don't care what you say, Bobby, Bond has been a massive, massive improvement in in the goalkeeper position. Um, Again, the, another the, thing you guys don't actually listen to me when I say, but okay. Yeah. In, in the back, in the back, you have Viafania, who again he came in, he took that spot. And granted, there was nobody there really <laughs> to 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 bump him up, but I do think that even if he would have had other competition there, he still would end up being in that starting spot. Uh, Steres has looked to solidify his place. Williams comes in after 45 minutes last week, and we kind of all thought maybe he might have gotten injured. He really put his stamp on this game and showed what his quality is, what his level is compared to everybody else. And now he just has he he's going to go forward from here because, again, it's only his first true game in MLS. You know, he's got he's got a game and a half under his belt and you've already seen how improved he is. That sweep got us the goal. I mean, that went right straight yeah, oh, to Chicha. That, oh my god, that, that, that was a crazy ass. That tackle was that. incredible. That tackle was, that tackle was so so sexy. So it was, sexy. I mean, one, it was super clean. Two, the fact that the LAFC player is falling over Williams as as uh, he's doing the follow through, does the whole thing, and yeah. then the fact that it became an assist is just incredible. And like, it goes it directly, just, to, and it's like a dart to Chicha, like yeah. right yeah. to him. Yep. And, so, and, and credit. You know, credit where credit is due here. Look, Derek Williams, um, you know, he, he had a tough task going into Seattle, playing on turf. I'm sure it's, it's something that he's never done before in his entire career. Um, you know, against one of the top teams in MLS. Um, only played 45 minutes. Uh, you you were going to have your hands full. Um, yeah, I think he tweaked something, so he had to come off. And then, you know, your second game, okay, you're starting again. This is the rivalry. And you know what? Again, one game. But in that one game, it wasn't, and I don't think anyone will ever have the type of debut that Zlatan had uh, in his first game against LAFC. It's, it's just, ne- it's not going to ever going to happen. But 
I think that Derek Williams is probably just below Van Damme's coming out party for the Galaxy. Because I mean, me, this is also Chicha's debut in LAFC. Right. You know, right. Or the, the, yeah. This is and Chicha's El Trafico debut. The thing is, what, what, what I... Well, since you brought that up, and I was going to do this later on, but when you look at the... With the exception of a couple here and there, and we'll talk about those later on, but, you know... So, David, you said it. This is Chicharito's first time playing against LAFC. And guess what? He scores. This is uh, Derek Williams. Uh, for the, It's not his official Galaxy debut, and but he goes a full night, full 90 minutes. In the rivalry game, he made his presence known. Julian Araujo has been here before, has had two forgettable games. Comes back and plays uh his best game so far. This, this is the one he was up for. This is the oh, one yeah. you, you could tell 100%. he got up for. He, he, yes, there was a difference in his level yep. that, that, that went up. Jonathan has been crap. And let's just be honest up until the goal. I still think he had a crap game, but this is a game that we've all known. And I don't think anyone can argue this. Jonathan knows what this game means. He gets pumped up for this game. He wants to win this game. All right. He is nice. he, he, he's, yes. He has shown that ever since he came on this uh, uh, on our team, he's going to be all in on this game. Didn't have any sort of spectacular game, but guess what? We're going to go back to the guerrilla warfare. I'm going to pick my spots. I just need to beat you once. I just need to beat you where it's going to hurt, where it's going to do the most damage. That's exactly what happened. I'm MIA for 80 minutes, but in that 80th minute, I'm going to put that dagger right in your heart. That's exactly what happened. I, I don't think joy, I don't think Jonathan was was MIA for fine. eight minutes. I, I thought he was. I there. thought he was okay. He was okay. Again, he wasn't. I, I, I'm, I'm he interjected a few times. I mean, I mean, of course he's for, not. For me, early on, I, I, too. He's, well, he's, he's not a playmaker. He, he, he's not. A, he's definitely not not being the playmaker still that he should be. But what I, but what I feel about Jonathan is the same thing that I had said last week. I don't think that he has stood out the way he stood out a couple years ago, and I feel that no, as a DP, that's not okay. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Gerard. Was he a DP? No, he was an average. You know, how many times did we say that he was just an average MLS midfielder? You know, he was just a name. Right now, Jonathan is kind of playing that role. It's just a name right now. You've you've really kind of fell off that you know, that high perch that you were on those first couple seasons, you've really tailed off. And granted that, you know, a lot of that had to do with injuries and, you know, coaching styles and whatnot. But as of right now, you know, did he have a bad game? No, but I don't think he stood out really. I don't think, you know, there were some tackles that were missed, some, you know, some lazy passes. I didn't really see too much from Jonathan, um, except for the goal, to be honest. And as a DP, that's not good enough for me. If you're a TAM player, fine. You know, but as a DP, I expect more from you. You're not the man. You're not supposed to be. But you always made your presence know, especially on the defensive side. Not really doing it as much. So, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, but, you know, this game certainly means a lot to him. It meant a lot to Chicharito. And, you know, that hug at the end. We saw we saw Chicharito crying at the end when the whistle blew. Um, we saw that on on television. If, if you didn't, if you weren't watching, if you were at the stadium, you didn't see that. You know, um, he, he did. You know, ha- uh, shed some tears when the game was done, and then Jonathan and Chicharito shared this hug, and you can tell 
how much that meant to both of these players. Um, that picture was – it spoke a thousand words. It's, it's my phone background right now, that yeah. hug, that embrace. Yeah. Because it was um, – you, you could tell it was a lot of passion. And you know what? A lot of LAFC fans were going back and forth. And I, I don't know, Lewis, if we're going to get into that a little later on, the 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 – the sort of the tears, the, the saltiness of the LAFC fans when they saw all of the hugs and the crying and the, the celebrations uh, that that were going around on, on the, the television screens and on, on social media. Um, but the thing is, is that that has nothing to do with them. The, the, the way the team was celebrating had nothing to do with LAFC. The reason they're celebrating the way they are is because they put together a solid performance. They got they're they're clearing out the cobwebs of the offseason and of last season, and they're starting to finally really come together as a family. Not even as a team, as a family. I, I, I disagree with you in that. It had nothing to do with LAFC. I disagree with that 100%. I think the fact that you beat your rival, I think the fact that they know that they were not favorites to win this game, that they know that they've lost the respect of, you know, the media and quote unquote experts. The fact that, you know, they know that this is the, the brand new shiny toy that everyone is looking at and that everyone is paying attention to and that, you know, the galaxy for good reason have been forgotten. We haven't had, any reason, and I and I said this on the Megapod, we haven't had any reason to to be to give these you know media pundits, these experts, any evidence that we're relevant. Um, I said this. Um, I, I people get mad when it's okay for me to say this because I'm a fan, and it's okay when one of our own criticizes a team. When an outsider does it, all hell breaks loose. But I said on the Megapod, we're not the most relevant team in LA. We hold on to our history too much. We need to focus on the present. I think they did that. I think everything you said is true. They're coming together as a family. This is, you know, maybe more than just LAFC, but I disagree. I think the fact that this was LAFC and the fact that you did this, I think it meant a lot to to these players, especially to Chicharito playing in his first game, um, playing a hand in both goals. And Jonathan, who's had, again, he's had a bad season so far scored against this team that you know he wants to beat. I think I think the fact that LFC was was the team that they beat on that particular day and the performance that those two players had and and you know uh in front of the crowd I I think it's like just that that, that perfect that perfect storm. Um and LFC just the fact that it was them I, I think it played a big part of it. I think if this was say New York you want to see that. You'd be happy, sure, but I don't think you see it the, like it, like that type of hug, that type of passion, that type of emotion. Um, because, as Bobby has said, we play differently. You can throw all this out the door when it's rivalries, and you know if you watch enough sports and you are part of one of the big rivalries, you know what it means to beat your team, uh, to, to beat your rival. You know what that means. So that's where I disagree with you. But I think that you build on this. You know, you build that confidence. You build that momentum. Like, it's not a fluke. Hey, you lost the last game. You have another tough test. Guess what? You pass that test. It's it's another stepping stone in a long line of tests that's going to 
that's that's going to be in front of the galaxy for the rest of the season because they are going to be put under a microscope. Greg Banny and company will be put under a microscope, and so far they've answered the call. Again, they may not look great. How long do you they think? May- how, how long do you think before those MLS pundits start looking back over their shoulder at the galaxy and giving them the respect that they deserve? Do you think, you know, given given the galaxy's current form, if they continue to to, to just scrap away at MLS and get their wins and, and stay in the top half of the table. Do you think that respect is going to come from the pundits by midseason? Um, so I think that there's a couple ways I can answer this. Number one, I think like by even before the break, and you have maybe like about a month left before that uh, FIFA break happens. If you're still at the top of the Western Conference or near the top of the Western Conference, I think you have to have gotten people's attention. That hey, they might be for real. They may not be that 2011 side. They may not be the you know the the, the team of the you know early uh, decade or last decade between the you know 2009 2000 you know 15 16. But they're getting back on track, and I think that you'll get, you're going to get their attention. With the Galaxy, there's always been the expectation it's never good enough just to win. It's got to be more than that. You've got to be, you know, you got to go over the top. You have to look good. You have to have stars, all the stuff. With the cultural change, um, I think that changes a little bit where it's like, hey, we've gone so far down that just victories are all that matters right now. I think the respect has to come back once you're in the playoff and you make noise. I think you get people's attentions, but I think you fully get respect back when you're like, you know what? They're now a contender. The moment you're, they can say, okay, these guys might be for real. These guys may be a dark horse. These guys may be in the running for a cup. If at their best, they can hang with anybody else. That's when you have to start just saying like, look, we're on our way back. We're not there yet. But at the end of the day, when you're the galaxy, you have to win cups it's just right now. It's unrealistic to expect something like that. I think. I, I, I think I, you're. I, I think you're giving. I think you're giving pundits too much credit. I think they put together a, a, a short string of victories and the other and the other teams that are the usual uh, ones that they 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 get all gaga over. Like LAFC continues to slump. I think they'll shift it to the LA Galaxy and I mean, this sort of Cinderella. Are they back? Kind of narrative that they're gonna that they're gonna push because that's what yeah. gets eyeballs. Well, yeah, because on the that's league. how it goes. Yeah. That's exactly. But, how but it you goes. also, but you also have to consider that the, the, these guys are also in the entertainment business where they they need the, um, I don't want to say exposure, but they they they, they need the attention engagement, engagement yeah. as well. So you know, I think there's that part of it. What's the hot? You know, it's like okay, who's hot right now? Yeah. Let's let's talk about them a lot more. You know who. Who aren't we talking about? Because even with the Galaxy, when in their slump, that was still the narrative. At least in the first couple seasons, the narrative Lewis, was always. Lewis always look says at the... everything I'm about to say. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> because 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 well, no, I can't. Lewis doesn't stop talking. Um, he, but like when he was <laughs> earlier on, when he's like, "Oh yeah, we're you know we're no we're not we're not in the." You didn't say narrative. You just said narrative right now, and now I cannot stop thinking about that. Um, you you were saying we we weren't uh nobody was paying attention to us and this and that, and I'm like, no, everybody was. Everybody kept talking about how we were losing. Everybody kept talking like we yeah. were we're never not in the spotlight. When you say we're never in the spotlight, we're always in the spotlight, win or lose, always. 
And and and, and that's the thing. It's like this is all gonna sway however the shit runs. It's just that's just basic. It's not really shocking. You're gonna you're gonna hear some some like you're not gonna hear certain uh certain analysts uh say oh galaxy is back pretty much until like the end of the preseason i mean preseason the uh playoffs or maybe by the time we actually get to cup if we do that's when you're gonna start hearing that but they're gonna start but they're gonna give that narrative like david says you know like oh look there's the turnaround this and that because they have the they have both sides of the coin now it's easy okay I think the the way I'm answering it is I I want to believe that this team can go far. I want to believe that they are a playoff team and their competitors. And so far, they're showing me it. But again, I need more consistency. Like I said, I've been we, we've been down this road before. GBS did very well in his first month and a half, only to make a complete 180 and then just you know run that car right into the ditch and continue to you know. Uh, go deeper and deeper. I don't think that's the case with Greg Vanny. Um, there's definitely a shift here. Um, I just hope that they don't lose this at some point um, because there's still a lot of games left to go. A lot can happen. Um, we haven't been struck with the injury bug yet, knock on wood. Um, well, but you have th- there's going to be. Out. Right. Well, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not an injury bug to the level that we had in 2016, but I mean, we're not going to be immune to that. I'm just saying that there's going to be more adversity as the season goes on, whether it's a dog days of MLS, whether it's, you know, uh, players being called up to their national teams, whether there is an injury, uh, you know, whatever it is, Um, whether it's, it's two games in a week and you have to play like, you know, three games in nine days, whatever it is. That's all. It's all right. It's all part of the season. And how do you, how do you handle that? How do you get through those uh, those parts of the season? You know, how do you, you know, do, do you go, you go, do you come out unscathed or do you, you know, uh, minimize the damage? I mean, th- th- there's a lot that goes on. But that's where we see the real test. That's where we see the real test of the coaching staff and and right. and, how, and, and, and how the depth that keeps running in this team. You know, yeah. who will be there? Yeah. Who's going to be fit? Who's going to who's going to actually come come up? Uh, uh, and show their true colors, you know. So it just it, it all depends. But that but that's well, the the, dip- that's that's the real test for us for fa- for yeah. the for the galaxy fans. Like that's the, the, re- the depth. The depth conversation is is an interesting one because you know as we said, Victor Vasquez was out for this game, and so uh, uh, Saldana had a had to play. I don't think that he was. I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he also didn't have a terrible game. I thought he was serviceable, and this is a you know what nineteen year old kid that what it, this is his first season as a as a top division professional so i i think that that is again leading against against your rival that's leaning toward a very good step for the galaxy for 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 the galaxy for the team the way that the team is run i would say probably the 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 biggest weak point in this game looking at the starting lineup was probably grants here yeah um I want to get into player performances a little later, though. Um, I, I uh, let's actually start talk, talk about, talking about the game. Uh, we haven't actually done that yet. We've been very general with our conversation. So, um, first 10, 10 minutes of the game seems like it's a good back and forth. It seems like it's an open game. Um, and then you have uh, the, the tackle, Derek Williams' tackle, um, sexy, gorgeous 
tackle. Ball goes right to Chicharito, who's all by himself. He is, if he's offside, there's just no way that you're calling that. There, there's not enough evidence to overturn that. I think he's right on the line. Um, and cool as a cucumber, he uh, slots it in the back of the net. Early one nothing lead, and I think in the tenth. But I was like placement and power at the same <laughs> yeah. time because yeah. the goalie got a hand to it. Yeah, he and did. Actually deflected it, but it didn't change the trajectory of the ball in a general sense. You know, it wasn't enough to get. But it, that kind of surprised me the way. And when you look at the slow motion goal, and I don't know if Bobby, if you've seen the slow motion goal yet. I haven't seen it, but I did. Um, I mean, I saw the regular slow motion, but not the yeah. the ones that they release. The ones the they, they ones. release, yeah. yeah. The, the way that Williams comes in and makes that tackle and then the camera pans over and there's Chicharro. Yeah. And, he and it's turns like, and you know, he's like... From out of nowhere, he turns and he, he just does a low, hard shot placement. Yeah. And it's... You can see the curl developing, but then the... the obviously sharp. the It's a sharp yeah, but curl, though. It's a it's a sharp curl. You can tell like he's he's gonna bend this around the keeper. The keeper gets a hand to it. It go, but you know with the the pace of the ball, it still goes under and into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. You know, I think and, pretty prototypical Chicha goal. It's a very let's goal. let's be honest here. The fact that Chicharito has scored five goals going into this game. The fact that his confidence is high is one of the reasons he can slot that, well, that was, yeah. in, the, in the back of the net as if it was yeah. nothing. That's, but because, that, that, yeah, that's his confidence goal. That's the literally the yes. goal you see that he has like – he's just fucking super confident. He's now. free he's rolling. Like, yeah. is, he that, was, that was a one-on-one one one basically with him and the keeper. And he just said, I'm going to just roll this right past you. Yeah, It yep. really did look like everybody else fell away and all he saw was that back post, the keeper, and the ball. Like that's it. Everything he, else fell. It kind of was really that. You know, I mean, yeah. the, everything the tightened up, he, of course, but you know. yeah. And the way that he strikes the ball, you see how much power he puts behind it because he didn't just plant and shoot. Like he put power behind that ball because you could see once he struck the ball, his his plant foot sort of like pushed off to give it that additional, you know, kind of power and placement. Which, I mean, honestly, you t- you talk all you want about the kind of goal scorer that Chicharito is. That was. That was really, really nice technique. Yeah, yeah it was one of it was, yeah, it was definitely good. And again, I think it's all about his confidence. He didn't have a last season. Uh, again, put in a position to fail, but also just mentally he wasn't there. Now yeah. the fact that he's all in, he has a coach that is going to uh, maximize his opportunities, which is really what it is all about. You have to make sure that he has the ball in the right spot. Um, and as of right now, Chicharito is making the most of those chances, which is what we – have to ask for uh, in a poacher is just like, look, we know that you're not going to create your own things. We know that you're dependent on everybody else to do the heavy lifting for you. What we need you to do is finish the chances that we're giving you. And thus far he's doing it. So he is actually doing what he's supposed to be doing. And because, and more importantly, Greg Vanny is doing what he's supposed to be doing because it's Greg Vanny who has to figure out how in the world do I get Chicharito involved in this? How is it? Do I open up? these lanes that he can exploit and how do I get my players to make sure he sees these runs and sees this player in that space um, when the time comes. This is all on Greg Vanny. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you know, I would say Greg Vanny and more importantly, Ethan Zubak, baby. <laughs> um, 
So the Ethan goal Zubac did 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 turn on the engine for Chicha. I mean, he he yeah. ignited it. He did. He was a, it is a part player. of that. I mean, it's definitely Vanny, but it's but because he's gotten he got those early goals in is where he's he's just he's feeling very confident. Because back you know last year, if he even got that ball, he would have turned around, touched it like four times, and everything would have been closed out on him. He he wouldn't he have had the confidence yeah, to do that. He would have mistouched that ball. What's funny is that our our uncle uh, Treko, he told me on he told me when he saw me on Sunday, he goes, uh, I could stand in front of the goal and 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 tap it in, and I'm like, <laughs> well, dude. That was literally him last year, too. He was there in front of the goal, and he couldn't do it. So that's the difference that you see in the way that he's playing versus the way – playing last year versus the way he's playing this year. Like you see, it still takes a certain level of confidence and belief and, and you know, psyche that, that goes into that. Yeah, you could – yeah, sure. The Galaxy could pay you $10 million to stand in front of the goal, but you'll get the same result that you got with the real Chicha last year in 2020. He put in the work. He got himself right. And now we're seeing the benefits of that. And, and honestly, I got mad at him. I'm like, you're sitting here making me defend Chicharito. What's wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, and again, and I've said this before, it's not just about being – it's not a guy who's just waiting around. The guy has to – a poacher has to have a high IQ of the game. He has to be able to read defenses. He has to be able to He's be in sync with his, that now too. With, with, his, with his teammates. Like, look, this is where this guy is going to, you know, um, going to put the ball. This is where I need to be. This is where I need to make sure I need to be so he, 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 so he can find me. It's not just I'm waiting here. The guy – has been doing this his entire career. He hasn't been lucky for 15 years, okay? Or in plus. The guy knows where to be. He's at the right place at the right time for a reason. It's the reason why rebounders, you know, the good rebounders know, like, hey, I know where this ball is going to land. It's not just like, okay, let me see where it goes. And, oh, I just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Like, no. They're positioned in a way where, like, yeah, I know where this is going to go. I know where this bounce is going to go. I know, you know, it's not luck. The guy has to know. Um, where to be at what time he has to be there. So it's not just, oh, let me let me play his position and I'll be in front of goal. No, it's not just that. You have to know when to be there. Um, so up 1-0 very early in the game. And then the Galaxy just decide to take the foot off the gas because it was basically all LAFC after that goal was scored. I mean, what happened there? Is it Was it I mean, really think- just a matter of, hey, we scored a goal, let's defend this? Or... No. Or was it just like, hey, we're just kind of getting beat to the ball right now, and we're chasing shadows because yeah, I think, it, it, I think like... it was a momentum shift. I think though, I, I remember uh, Bobby and I were talking about this. How maybe there was one play, and I can't remember exactly where or when it is it was, but it looked like there was an adjustment made where um, LAFC started pushing a little bit more and taking a, a few more risks and trying to get to the ball, and you know, just leaving their their spots basically to try and get to the ball and they were succeeding in that they were they were beating the galaxy to the to the ball and then that just shifted the momentum of the game and and as you know with with some of these games the that slightest bit of momentum shift really makes big differences in the long run and i think that's all it was i think it was just the, the momentum shift and then the galaxy going oh oh and then cl- sort of closing ranks and trying to regain momentum because that's all it was in in the when it shifted back the other way, it wasn't a, a particular thing. It was just a quick shift in momentum. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that that probably is, but I think that you know, LAFC just kind of also adjusted to the point where, like, you know, we couldn't really handle it at the time. Um, we basically had to hold on, and you know, and I was saying to myself, man, I don't think we can keep up this type of pace for the rest of the game, and you know, something has to happen here. Uh, we need to uh, change something really, really quickly. Um, um, we, you know, we, we went to halftime leading, um, which is good. You know, we didn't give up a goal right before halftime and, um, you know, kind of change the, uh, the dynamic of, uh, of the game or the second half. Um, so in that case it was good. Um, but well, another, again, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes into the second half is when, uh, they finally broke through and, um, honestly it was kind of coming. Um, but at the same time, I kind of felt like, look, for all the possession that they had and all the time that they were able to, uh, get in the box, I think Jonathan Bond only had. Uh, let me double check this out. Let, let, let me get in this really, really quickly. But I want to say he only had a handful of. It seemed like a lot more, but I want to say he only had a handful of saves. Yeah. I think like three. It wasn't that much. It wasn't that much, which shows that the that, that the shots on target weren't really all there. It seemed that he had most because he had to, you know, pick crosses off. Which the, they don't count as saves. Um, he came he out. A, he came out he a couple times out. to, to yep. guide it on the ball. Yep. Um, so it obviously he put in the work. Um, he didn't have like you know he had to make ten saves. It wasn't. I think he only had three. Officially, I think it's four. It's four. Um, There's there was and, one play where he got beat right, but then the shot was off. Um, I don't remember that. I do was remember that- the. I do remember that, the double was save. Was that that Bobby or was that yeah, – there was a double save, right but there now. was – there was. A, I remember there was one play where he got beat, but then the shot was wide. It was either it oh, was either yeah. in the game or it was a FIFA game between oh, me and Bobby. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. It was uh, – yeah, it was early in the game. I don't even think – I don't think we had scored yet. I think it was early in the game. I think it was Rossi. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The shot was wide. Yeah, like yep. it was a ball over the top, and yeah, Bond came out, but he didn't get to it. And then he, the, yeah, the guy basically almost had an open net, but yeah, it's wide. Um, that was very early in the game. We he had tried to chip yet. him, right? He tried to chip. No, him. no, no, no. I don't think he tried to chip. He just missed it. I think oh. he just missed. But I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, okay, so we've talked about Bond. We talked about Chicharito. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these player performances. Um, and let's start with the the ratings. We'll start there, and then we'll go. We'll go from there. Who is the highest rated player in this game? I mean, it has to be Chicha, no? David? Um, mm. I mean, a goal and an assist. You, you would that's imagine the numbers yeah, are there. It's Chicha. So are we, are we playing the game of other than Chicha? <laughs> no, no. Who was the highest okay. rated player? Um, honestly, I think that uh, probably if it's if it's not Chicha, it's probably Arajo. It is Arajo. Um, nice. Which is a testament to what he did in this game because yeah. those LAFC players he was excellent is going to have nightmares of Araujo. He was on his <laughs> game. Um, he is the, he he performed like the way I expected him to perform. Um, yeah. He finally showed uh, the Araujo of what we saw last season uh, for the first time uh, this season, and I'm glad it happened in this game. Uh, and hopefully, moving forward, um, he has the same uh, type of games. 8.5 rating tops. Next guy on there was Chicharito at 8.1. So with a goal and an assist, Orajo still wow. the highest rated player. Again, a 
absolutely phenomenal game. That's incredible. Uh, for, for Araujo. And by the way, he wasn't even my man of the match. Um, <laughs> for what that's worth. Okay. Um, so I said Chicharito at 8.1. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw another guy out there. Also 8.1. Who else had an 8.1 type game? Um, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause, um, I mean, I think, uh, the, the probably unsung hero maybe is, uh, Jonathan, uh, even though he had a, he had a, he had a goal and, uh, we had talked about how he seemed a little bit more active in this game, even though he wasn't great. Um, I want to say probably it was going to be Jonathan. I'll give it to Jonathan. Yeah. I was, Bobby. Th- I was thinking about Jonathan as well, but I don't know why I'm thinking via Fania. Derek Williams. Had an oh, I was going to wow. say that and I didn't think I was like, that's well, ridiculous. Yep, I, I, <laughs> I, I felt the same way as yep. Bobby where I was like, okay, just because he had the one awesome tackle. And, yeah. This, these and ratings just, make no like, sense, man. Yeah, I don't know. These ratings man. make no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm seeing something differently here, but I, aside from the tackle, I still think he had a really good game. No, I think um, he had a good game. I just don't feel like it was so like when you say Van Dam, I don't think it was that dominant. Like it wasn't like a, like a Van Dam like, like uh, opening day of seeing like who the hell this guy is, you know, it wasn't like that. It was, but he I did think- have a good game. Well, I mean, I, what I'm saying is that, like, and that's why I said he's below Van Dam, um, because he didn't stand out as much as Van Dam did. You definitely saw Van Dam make his presence known. But I think that Derek Williams had a really, really solid game, and I think, like I said, yeah. I th- this was his coming out party for me. I really thought he had he a really there, good though. game. I thought he manned that back line very, very well. He never scrambled. He, uh, I thought he was bossing um, the 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 LAFC attack. To, to, to be honest, um, three tackles attempted, three tackles succeeded. Um, he had three interceptions. Um, he had 38 touches along with uh, 15 accurate passes out of 20. Um, you know, I mean, he had the long ball going. He, you know, he moved up when he needed. His position mm-hmm. was, 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 was on point. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely an upgrade. I think they, again, one game, I'm not going to get excited yet. But in no, that but one if he game grows against on LAFC, I'm good. I'm yeah, good if, he, that. If, he, if he grows from this, there. it's, it's, it's yeah. something that we're going to be very excited yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, and the fact yeah. is that it, this is just game number one, and he still has to not develop, but he's still, you know, improving. No, like, yeah, no, he's still. It's the no, gel. You know? He's going to no, he needs the yeah, gel. He needs to get crazy. it. Yeah, no, it takes a second. So, yeah, no, definitely. And and I think also I think also with with the with him, like the leadership aspect, too, of that back line is oh, there. Oh, yeah. 100%. He looks – I mean, you can see him. He's vocal. He's a vocal guy. He's out there directing traffic. He was doing that in the Seattle game too. He's telling people to go go here and there and and, and do things. And I think that that's something that's been sorely needed. So I think with the addition of Bond, who also is a little bit of a traffic cop back there, um, and, and uh, Williams, I think that that is going to lead to more – or, or I guess the galaxy getting scored on less because they still get scored on better control, know? better control, got, with yeah, the more control. And then, you know, when Siga Kulabali comes in, whether or not he displaces Steres, there's going to be competition. So Steres is going to have to really, really step up his game in order to keep that spot. So the hope is that, you know, we're pretty soon. Jonathan Bond is going to get rewarded with some clean sheets. 
Yeah. Um, I honestly, I mean, he should have had a clean sheet against Miami, two very controversial goals. Um, I think he should have had, um, what was the other game where I thought he had it? I, I think even New York, I don't think he deserved like the, maybe just one goal. Um, and this one, yeah, it, it, it's a legit goal. Um, I think he deserves better. Um, again, it, it, it's a work in progress, but I mean, this guy is a real deal. Um, Bobby, are you, are you sold on him yet? Or are you still, is, you know, verdict still out? No, as of now, I love him. As of now, I love him. And I definitely do think he's going to, he's going to continue this, uh, this, this, uh, this, uh, man, I'm forgetting everything today. Uh, he's, he, I do think he's going to get better. And I hope that David is right that he, I mean, I'm not even worried about him. I hope we get a clean sheet. Like, just in general, like at some point this season. Yeah, we need clean that, sheets. Because that'd be yeah. fantastic. I mean, whether he has to touch the ball or not, I would love that. Um, but, yeah, no, everything he, – he's, 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 he's doing great. I, I, you know, I mean, again, I was I, – again, you, I wait. I wait to see how, how things turn out. Um, I never disliked him. I just was – I just didn't have enough games to see what he can really do with an actual challenge and actual pressure. And he's done great. Like, this last goal – Look, he couldn't do nothing about it. He even got a foot and a hand on it, I think. He and got a hand just, on it. Yeah, it just it just dribbled right under him and went through. Like it, it just he just couldn't do anything about that one. It was it was such a beautiful goal, Bobby. Was it the people were people <laughs> saying that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it was, was kind of basic, oh wasn't God. it? It it was, it was just like oh, bounce, 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 lucky bounce, lucky bounce off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, good, you know, lucky bounces I, in good spots. I mean, he right? bought, like, that's he, how you get. He beat him by like those. a millisecond. Like if that ball yeah. was just a, a millisecond behind, he would have blocked yeah. it. But it's just. It, a, it's I, a I, think if, I think if he makes that stop, I think if he makes that stop, we're talking about like MVP caliber, you know, <laughs> yeah. guy. Well, here. I mean, look, look, I, I, I've said this about uh, another player before, um, and it caused a big stir. I'm gonna say it again. I think Bond is the best goalkeeper in MLS. The stats aren't gonna show that right now, but I. I I think right now he's going to be the best keeper. He's the best keeper in MLS. I think this guy, I think that the Galaxy found a, they struck gold with this guy. They really did. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that he's the best keeper in MLS. Within these four games, within these four games, there hasn't been any other goalie that's really been that impressive in any of the other games. Uh, the now. usual suspects, like the usual suspects have either been around for a long time for their performances to their above sure. average. I'm just saying be, how they've been performing to, in you these know, to kind of first go overlooks. Like if you look like Sean Johnson in NYCFC uh, and uh, and what's his name? Andre Blake in, in Philadelphia. Guys that got like you're, you're expecting a high level from them already. I think it's because one – as a Galaxy fan, we're used to the, the the lower level of David Bingham and two, the fact that he's new to the league and he's already becoming, you know, sort of a, a, a fan favorite is is a big is a big deal. But um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm down for it. All right. So who was the lowest rated player? <sighs> Probably Grant's here. I'll say Grant's here. That's exactly who I was going to say Grant's here. And I would have said the same thing. I think that would have been obvious. Um, and we'd all be wrong, but it was Chicha. <laughs> it was <laughs> Viafania was the lowest rated player. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, six point seven. Whoa. Um, so yeah, did they even crazy. attack down his side? I don't even recall them attacking down his side. If I remember anything, them going at Araujo or down yeah. the middle. Yeah. No, uh, That's I remember the same thing. 
And that's probably, honestly, that's probably why his rating was so low that he probably didn't get enough um, action to go in there where he well, didn't really influence him. the game. It's not. Uh, he also picked up a you. yellow. He picked up a yellow card, so I'm sure that actually brought down his rating, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, the, so Grand Seer had 7.0. Via uh, Fania was at 6.7. And Jonathan Dos Santos, by the way, was at 7.9. And I'm looking at some of his stats here. Um, so he had the goal, which is all that matters. Um, but when you're looking at some of, especially the defensive side of the ball, it's just really, really weird. Um, so, okay, no crosses. Uh, 36 passes completed, 21, I'm sorry, no, 36 passes attempted, 29 passes completed, 21 of them was in his own half, so it wasn't anywhere in any dangerous spot, um, two long balls, one, uh, no crosses, two long balls, none of them reached their mark, 46 touches, here's, so here's the defensive side of the ball, duels won, one, duels lost, six, um, Mm. this is, um, dribbles, this is this is Jonathan Dos Santos at 7.9. Oh, wow. Tackles attempted one and he didn't succeed it. Um I think I know which one it is. It, it, <laughs> it, remember it, it. Says, uh, it says that he was never fouled, which I think was a little odd. Um he was dispossessed zero times. Again, I don't remember that. I almost felt like he was dispossessed a lot. Um and I only just one remember inter- one. Uh, and only one interception. So, again, I mean, it, it's not really spectacular. I don't know how he gets a 7.9. Again, I, I'm sure the goal is has a lot to do with it. But just, again, it, it's, a, it's a guy that I felt was MIA up until that point. Um, yet here he is at 7.9. And, you know, even with the goal, I feel that that's just a little too high there. Um, but again, I, I don't know what exactly what these uh, ratings are. I know it's obviously you know a lot of uh, stat driven, um, and not necessarily uh, what you're kind of seeing um, on the pitch. But um, there we go. And then you got like the stats where LAFC, you know, I mean, they, they win everywhere except where it actually counts. They win in the stands. They win in the stats. Um, they, you know, they, they win everything except for, you know, the, the, the games that actually matter. So 60 to one to 39, uh, possession in favor of LAFC, by the way, that was always supposed to happen. Um, you know, LAFC is supposed to hold possession and that's fine. I think that's how you kind of beat them. Like let them beat themselves, uh, kind of put pressure on the ball, but you know, just, you know, again, guerrilla warfare kind of attack it when, when, when you see that, that, uh, that opening expected goals 1.69 for LAFC 1.07 for the galaxy. So, uh, uh, an edge to LAFC there, um, total shots 17 to 11 in favor of LAFC, but shots on target five on three again, LAFC's favor, but out of those three on target, two of them went in. So, um, Again, that's where it actually counts. Chances created, big or there's two categories here. Chances created, twelve to eight in favor of LAFC. Big chances, both even at two. That's your difference maker right there. Galaxy made the most of their opportunities. They scored both times. Um, what else? The corners were in favor of the Galaxy, nine to five. Um, more than double the amount of passes were completed for LAFC. That's to be expected with possession. Um, in the expected uh, goals on target, 
almost even 1.31 to 1.40. Uh, the open play expected goals were was where a little bit more disparity 1.47 to it was 0.76 in favor of LAFC. Um, look, all in all, again, stats. You can throw it out the window. I'm going to say this again. You can throw out the window for a rivalry game. I don't care how you win. Just win. The only way I'm, I'm going to pull it back is, again, it's, it's three wins in a row. And once again, it's not a pretty win. Um, doesn't matter in this game. And honestly, it probably doesn't, at least at the moment, matter in the other games. Um, get your points wherever you can. Um, you're still learning. You're still developing. Um, but at some point, I want to see you know, the, not necessarily the dominance, but just, you know, I, I need you to look a little bit better rather than just hanging on. And as I said earlier in the show, it, it I think it's yet to be seen. Is this the MO? Is this just going to be like, I'm just going to outwork you. I'm just going to, I'm going to hang in there and just pick my spots. Or will we finally click where like, hey, we may be a sleeping giant and we don't know it yet. No, yeah, we um, definitely need to get into the driver's seat. Yeah, I would prefer the driver's seat, but if we, you know, we win like this, you know, like a la Leicester City. I'll take it. Yeah, but because <laughs> we're not playing bad either. We're really playing like. No, we're not. Yeah, and we're I, playing and hard. I, like we're not playing like it would be different if we were like just inching games, but looking horrible. Like I yeah. like our podcast would be still very, very angry. I would be. And angry. I don't think I don't think we're, we're doing that. We're, we're not doing that balls to the wall thing that San Jose do, does where, no, you no. know, they, they're reckless abandoned and yet somehow still, you know, getting wins i think that the way that we're playing we're we're gritty we're we're tough to play against and that's by design and we you know we we go out there and we make the most out of our opportunities or we try to make the most out of our opportunities and then lock things up which is which is good it's good to see it's a, it's a big change in in terms of what we were used to with the galaxy we're used to leaking goals like crazy and and out and trying to outscore opponents you know you, earlier Lewis, you said something like, unless you're scoring four goals per game, you know, and, and you're still managing to lose. Well, that sounds like the Galaxy uh, from a few years, you know, under Zlatan. So yeah. um, it's 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 nice to see. It's uh, Again, it's always great to get a win over your rival. Um, I, I do want to – I don't want to go too, too far past the game before we talk about um, two impact subs that got made. Uh, by by Greg Vanny, Efrain Alvarez came in, changed the game. He came in and and um, for 20 minutes he kind of gave ga- the Galaxy what they're what they were missing. And I think that that's probably a very good use of the way that Efrain plays, especially against a team like LAFC that likes to possess the ball and probably gives a little bit more time on the ball to the opponent than than like Red Bulls or Seattle who would like to press and pressure the team, the, the player off the ball right away. Immediately, they're on top of them. LAFC, they're a little bit more, uh, you know, they play a little more cerebral, more cerebral. And so they're not immediately like physically punishing and pushing somebody off the ball. But m- more than more than Efrain Alvarez, Cameron Dunbar, I mean, that second goal, we won that game because of Cameron, Cameron Dunbar. That kid comes yeah, that, in and just makes a pest out of himself. And I absolutely love the hustle that yeah, Dunbar and, came and, in with. Yeah, and apologies to Dunbar because we, we talked about Jonah in the second goal, but we didn't I didn't talk about the the build up to that. It is because of Dunbar's uh, you know, pesky play, putting pressure on the ball, 
on you know the opponent's side of the field, uh, they force forcing the defender to make a mistake. It goes right to Dunbar, who mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he blindly crosses it in or if he catches Chicharito. No, he catches. Um, either Chicha. way, no, okay. I think he catches Chicharito. Yeah, Chicha. I think that's so, that's. Uh, that's that's a twofold play is that Dunbar is pressuring and then yes. kind of sees his opportunity to continue to pressure because there was there was a moment where he the, where he could have stepped the off. LAFC player could have just yeah he could have yeah. stepped back and and once the LAFC player started to kind of retreat he could have backed away from it a little bit but the fact that he kept that pressure on him made it that so that it made it extremely uncomfortable yeah. and the fact that Chita recognized that. Dunbar was putting that pressure on him, and the LAFC player had to retreat and go backwards. I think Chicha is on, you know, on the on the the defender's um, side, yeah. sort of making sure that he's he's there to make it to 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 take that guy out of the play, right? And then that makes the LAFC player second guess. Dunbar sees his chance, he pokes it away, uses his speed to get in behind, to get in around him, and then you know Chicha's there. He's making himself available to, to Dunbar. You know, like I think that's all by design. Yeah, and then that's when Chicha he turns. That's where he, yeah. he turns blindly and throws oh. it into the box. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, that he turned, turned though. And, oh, and, and that, that, beautiful. I, I mean, he had two defenders. Like they were they were closing in on him. Uh, but man, I I also I am also happy that Alvarez did not touch that ball. I feel like yep. if he touched that ball, it, that would not have been a goal. Well, he the thing is, he he couldn't reach the ball. Yeah, it kind of it kind of turned on him, kind of. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, it it it, it was too far out, and then as soon as you see Jonathan coming in, he just kind of steps back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think and again the narrative changes. Like, it's here. a lot like questions goal. It's a lot yeah. like the yes. question goal that happened in in uh, the Miami. First game. Yeah. Um, and I think and I think that it's it it might be that Efrain couldn't reach the ball, but it it could also be that he recognized that. If he were to touch the ball in that area with his back to goal the way that he was, there was no way he was going to be able to get it, you know, to turn on goal and get a good shot off sure. or something. So I mean, he if, must he did, be if he didn't see Jonah, he would have done it and he would have grabbed it anyways. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I he, think so. the moment he saw Jonah, because you could see his face, the moment he looks up, he's like, oh, and he just stops. And then that's yeah. when Jonah comes in and knocks it. Yeah. And I think for uh, like for me and again, the, the narrative changes with how someone is playing. If you're losing games and Chicharito is not scoring goals and he makes this blind pass to nobody, they're, I mean, we're all over him. Yeah. Like, dude, like, who the hell are you passing this to? <laughs> or, or at the very least, you're kind of saying, like, who, you know, who the hell else? Like, sh- there should be someone in the back post because there's literally nobody there. Someone should be there to try to, like, at least attempt to get to that ball. But no, the narrative changes. Now it's like, you trust his players that there's going to be a run there, that there's going to be somebody there. And again, like maybe, maybe that's true because I've seen the positioning from these players a hell of a lot better. Last year, you don't see that. It's literally Chicharito all by himself and there's not going to be anyone else around to help him. So maybe there is that. Like, and look, nobody I, comes. I, <laughs> like, and nobody, right. They just exactly. watch. They're nobody. like, yeah, do exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I think maybe there's a little bit of both where like, hey, you know what? This might be a blind pass, but maybe I'm trusting my players that there is going to be someone there. There someone is going to at very least attempt to get to this ball. And there were two players and one of them was smart enough to say, nope, not in the position. And the other one. Uh, with the skill to actually coming in like a bull. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, didn't try to be fancy. Didn't take that no, touch and try one, to get a better shot. One it's shot, just one touch, and yep. boom, boom. Exactly the way you're supposed to do that. Yep. 
simple, victory simple goes into the very simple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and victory to the galaxy. Um, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to get to some of the off-field and some of the social media stuff. But before I do, one more player. One more time, guys. Grand Seer. Grand Seer. Grand Seer. Um, Patience is wearing thin among the fan base. You say it right, Has, and then you don't think you're saying it right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Grand Seer. Grand Seer. Grand Seer. Grand Seer. Okay. Has our opinion changed on this guy? And how much patience no, not can we yet. possibly afford this guy? What? Again, like I said, it, it's, it's still going to take time. I said this in the last podcast. It, it, it's not yet until, unless, until like he's like literally the only like one sticking out being a horrible player. Then that's, then that, that, that changes. But I yeah. don't, I don't think he, I mean, he's definitely not where we want him yet. I don't know if it's going to, I think maybe like if in two more games and we don't see it, we're going to start being way more critical. You know, like if it doesn't really get any better from right here, from where it is now, that's when we're going to start criticizing a little, a lot, a lot harder. And again, narrative changes. Imagine if we were 0-4, how much shit would we, would we be giving Grand Sia right now? Like, I'd honestly, be, we would I mean, be all I'm not, over no, him. I think I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to throw him away. You know, no. I just think that he's... He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to start showing stuff. I think by like I think we said what by by the international break or just after the international break is kind of yeah. where we we really start to get worried. I mean, you know, we're, we're we're not there yet, and it's been difficult. You know, a lot of people have talked about how look, this guy is you know in a new country in a new league. He, no, literally only one player also speaks French. Um, today, Kevin Cabral. Uh, is posting, you know, that he's he's out shopping in in Beverly Hills, and uh, if you look at uh, Grand Sierra's social media, he's also in Beverly Hills, uh, presumably with Kevin Cabral. So he's got that countryman there. He's got somebody who is familiar with the same culture as as he is. So maybe I would say that once Cabral starts to come in and get settled, then we're gonna have to see how those two sort of settled in with the team now that they have each other there um i'm i'm, I'm not ready to throw him away i i want to say that we probably even gave shelvick a longer leash than this uh, <laughs> you way know so longer yeah wait well you know we were certainly frustrated with him but you know the rest of the team was bad and that um hid a lot of his uh, you know deficiencies a lot of the time but with grand Sierra, i think that's a tough position to play. You know, granted, the last guy that played there was uh, Christian Bavon. So there's a there's a lot to kind of live up to there. Um, well, well, I'm I'm still I'm still going to be patient. Obviously, I want to see some stuff from him, but I'm not ready to throw him out. All right, and I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat with you guys. It it sucks to see that, but I think what is softening the blow here is that we're winning games. Uh, we don't necessarily need him in the form of like we're dependent on him to be in good form in order to win games. We're still getting those victories. So if he does, you know, down the line improve, this team improves even more so. So I think that that's a um, something that you definitely want to keep an eye on. That if if, if the guy finally finds his footing, 
um, because he has a lot going against him. Um, And so, you know, new league, he hasn't played in over a year, probably more. Um, You know, new league, new country. um, He's all all on his own, no English. There's a lot of stuff that's, you know, really, really going against him. So I think for me, um, there's this... um, there, there's definitely this learning curve, and I think we have to be patient. And I, and I, just the fact that we are winning games, um, uh, again for me, just kind of softens the blow. So, um, yeah, I, I say a couple more months uh, before you really, really start to get into this. Like, uh, okay, um, yeah. So, let's get into some of the off the field stuff. So, leading up to the game, the posts. You know, it, 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 it's on social media, on Twitter. I don't know anything about Instagram. But on Twitter, I mean, the, the, the shit talking, the memes, all the stuff. It, it, it's, so, it's so much fun. And to the victory go the spoils because some of the stuff that came out after the game is just gold. I mean, I love it. I mean, the memes and the videos. And I mean, if the, the fact that if this episode isn't called Fuck You, Coco, we, we failed. Um, that thing got really big. That's hilarious. Um, oh, you have to be I, I, on Poco Loco to Nazi. <laughs> oh my God. I, I I love that. That that was like one of my it was like so subtle, but it had to be like one of my favorites. I couldn't stop laughing. It picked up so much steam. Uh the uh oh dude, I, I, I'm the, sorry. the Galaxy our, Podcast. Our boy, our boy Joshua. Oop, David seemed to go out. Was that guy yeah. was that was that Coco guy? Like has have has is he like does, do people know who he is? Like, has who we seen uh, no, him before? He's just, he's just like, a, he's he was just, just a, a new he's, random he's guy. He's the same he, fill in the blank guy the... that paints their face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was way more than paint the face. I mean, he was, he was like Luis Miguel for LAFC. But yeah, like Oko, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, that was like hilarious. Uh, and then I got to give the the shout out to I think this is where David was going to Joshua Hoffman because apparently we stole his his meme. <laughs> I thought David sent it to me to post. <laughs> it's all like you know it turned out to get like a lot of attention. Uh, but it was on him again. It was really uh, um, a uh, again. The, the the meme was just gold. Um, the I think the the Galaxy podcast guy uh, had the uh, the parody of the uh, Ocean Breeze uh, TikTok where he's uh, uh, writing and drinking to the you know the the LAFC fan tears. That was just that was great. And in fact, that that one was actually sent. Uh, my my wife sent me that one. Because I don't have Instagram, so it wasn't on Twitter yet. And so she sent it to me, and she's like, "She's like, oh my god, check this out!" And like, that, that oh, might have been that might have been the best the best meme of of the day. That I was, but no, that no, was I, I was gonna say I was gonna say I did feel bad, you know, like you said for uh, for Josh Hoffman. Um, that, thanks to him, but it, shout out to him. He's getting married this weekend, so yeah, Joshua Hoffman, if you're listening, congratulations, buddy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I th- that's one of the things that I love about Rivalry is like, like Galaxy Twitter really up their game when it comes to stuff like this. I mean, they really do. Um, just yeah, I mean, laughs all around. It's just comedy gold. Um, I know there's a lot more out there that I, I, I'm missing that I just can't even. I mean, obvi- and then of course, you know, uh, we know uh, if you're not listening already or tuning in live. Uh, to the uh, Riot Squadcast, they they now do a segment of you know uh, LA, LAFC tweets when they lose. Um, <laughs> that's always that's always fun. I know Bobby, you don't listen to podcasts, but yeah, Ed like no, in a very funny. sexy, 
Yeah, in 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 a very sexy voice, like starts reading off <laughs> LAFC tweets, complaining. It's 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 fucking hilarious. It's it's so great. Uh, I can't wait for that one. Actually, uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, was uh, our our good friend uh, Eric Hammer Vieira. Um, he he took the LAFC's uh, posts or where they uh, they they. I think they brought up like a, the the stats, you know, the that, stats. That, yeah, that all of the the stats were in favor of LAFC, and they were like, "Oh, is this all you got, Galaxy?" And uh, and the meme, the meme, of course, is uh, the guy biting his medal and celebrating and opening the champagne, and then you pull out to the wide shot and see that he's actually <laughs> the third place finisher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's actually the guy starting on the third place podium. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- there's just so much good stuff out there. Again, like Galaxy Twitter. I love Galaxy Twitter so much. Yeah, they're, man, they 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 never lose. Never, I mean, ever. yeah, I mean they're undefeated. And like for for every for every cesspool you step into with Galaxy Twitter, and every toxic you know like post that you uh, that you run into, there's just like a moment where everyone just kind of comes together and just. Uh, brings out their a game and it's just so it's so hilarious to see and uh um yeah and again to the victor go the spoils because uh that's what the rivalry is all about so um yeah it's it, it's one of my favorite uh uh things about rivalry where you, you just see all that the 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 great uh, posts on social media just roasting each other and going back and forth so well, there's, um, there's one side that definitely gets their feelings hurt and then there's the other side who gets to have just all the fun yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but let's let's talk about what's coming up uh, let's talk about the the rebranded Columbus crew no no not that terrible logo one I'm talking about Austin <laughs> So, uh, so we we play against Austin next. Uh, do we think that there are going to be changes to that starting eleven that we saw against uh, LAFC? For me, I think uh, probably we see Victor Vasquez return, assuming that he's healthy. And then the big question mark is: Are we going to see Kevin Cabral? Um, I, I I'm not sure what Kevin Cabral's fitness is. I think at the very least, you probably are going to sub him in. Um, I think that uh, you know it, it seems to be that Grand Seer is not, you know, ninety-minute match fit. So it looks like he's pretty gassed halfway into the second half, if not sooner. So I think the fact that if you have Cabral as an option and you can give him like you know twenty minutes or so, I think that's a good um, that's a good way to go about it. Um, against Austin at home, I think you know the. Seems I like want to house say, money, right? Yeah, I, I, I want to say this is kind of low risk. You know, this isn't like okay, you're going up in turf in Seattle. Good luck. Um, you know, you're, you're not going up against a, a powerhouse. Um, it's 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 a decent team. It's going to give you a little challenge, but it's like, hey, you know, I think it's a good game to get your feet wet. I mean, it's not Cincinnati. That would be ideal, but you know, um, I'll, I'll take Austin if that's his first game. But we don't know if that's his first game or not. So yeah, it just um, it, it just depends on his on his fitness. I mean, it you know, but it'll be a perfect time, you know, to to debut him at home, you know, in, in a yeah. in a sub in the second half. It'd be perfect timing. Yeah. It would it'd be better than debuting him in an away game. But again, yeah. it all depends on on his fitness. I think he may yeah, be have... like if they, if Lewis is saying like last twenty minutes, last fifteen minutes, depending on how we how we're going with the game. Even if we're up, yeah. maybe just the last ten, you know. 
Yeah. I mean, even if it's just like, you know, to get him out there, like, just to, yeah, yeah, just to kind of introduce him to yeah. the fans. Yeah. Just to do, uh, do we have, okay. So, so for, for this game, we're at home against Austin and then there's another, I know there's another home game against San Jose, but is there a game in between? I haven't looked, I need to look at the schedule to see whether or not there's, there's a game in between the Austin game and then the, the, uh, so we go, yeah, we go to Portland. So yeah. do we want to debut him more. against Portland? Um, I think I think you know you're right. You you debut him at home uh, against I, Austin, I'm, even if it's for a few minutes. Yeah, I think if he's ready, um, if he's saying that, okay, I'm good to go. Obviously, he's not going to be 90 minutes, but I, I think you're you. you well, I, mean, I don't know. He was he, playing. He was playing, he was yeah, playing he was before playing. this. Yeah, yeah. He so, might be 90 minutes fit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, again, I'm not sure if he, if, if he starts. Uh, I think like maybe maybe a second no, half sub, like as far start. as like uh, like a halftime maybe. Even halftime yeah, would half be good. Time. Like I said, you, you sub yeah. off Grant Sear if he's not having a good game, if he's already gassed. I think that's – you know, you, you do that. Maybe you move Legette to the other side and have, you know, Cabral play on the left. So, um, you know, that's one option. Um, but look, we said there's no way you're playing Derek Williams coming off an injury uh, on turf, playing against one of the best teams in the league, and he got the start. So what the hell do we know? He could very well uh, not play against Austin – and go up into Portland and start that game. So, um, in Vanny, we trust. So, I, I'm okay with that, uh, whatever it is that he chooses to do. So, um, yeah. Uh, but either way, I think, again, it's, it's, it'll throw a... It'll throw a wrench in the machine, but I think you're okay because you're, you're, this is the guy that the Galaxy have gone all in on. Five years, guaranteed. Unproven, raw, uh, you know, still needs to develop. Well, Greg Vanny gets to mold him into whatever it is that he wants uh, in the system that uh, that he's uh, trying to build here. So, um, Galaxy all, all in on this kid. Um, so, I think hopefully, if you know, we can see some sort of flashes of what he is capable of, and hopefully, uh, develops just you know in that first season, just kind of like you know hits the ground running. And that would be again. It's it, it's a big, uh, it's a big um, upgrade to a team that is again still trying to find his footing, um, and looks to be going in the correct direction and the right trajectory. So, um, could definitely be another plus. Um, questions. We have a couple questions from us uh, for us. I'm sorry. Uh, and of course, now I can't bring it up. Okay, uh, so there it is. Okay, so Jamie Bacon asks, "Is Jonah on the upswing now, or did he just get lucky and have a good game?" Uh, I'm hoping he's on an upswing, but he's he's still kind of the same. I mean, even with the yeah, goal. whether whether he had a good game or not, I mean, I think you can only you have to take the goal as a positive thing and hope that he can build from there just because, um, I mean, you know, he was the highest rated player in the last game, right. Where, where we all thought he was, yep. he was yeah. bad. So I think that, um, it's just going to take some time for him to kind of regain that confidence. Cause I think he's, he's doing the things that he needs to do. He's just not doing him with a good amount of confidence. And I think in, in his playing style. So I think, uh, he just has to build on on the goal. And I think that we saw from his reaction, he felt like that was a, a big weight off of his shoulders already. So I think that's only going to be positive for him. 
So I'll answer the first, uh, the second question first. Uh, did he just get lucky and have a good game? Well, I, I said it. I know as ratings go, he's had a good game. I didn't see that he had a good game. I thought he was MIA for most of the match. He didn't stand out. Um, I think that the goal just kind of, you know, it masks everything else. It's like, you know, it's like a striker. You know, you, you can miss 19 out of 20 shots. If that 20th shot goes in, you had a good game, you know. Um, so I think that was kind of the case for Jonah, except that he's not a goal scorer. He's not supposed to be scoring. So um, I think that kind of masks the fact that he, for me personally, didn't have a good game. Um, as far as on the upswing, no. Um, or at the very least, you're hoping that he does. Because if this is what kind of gets him rolling, um, getting the game winner, getting his first goal, getting that monkey off his back, getting his confidence up, the fact that he beat his rival, you know, you know how much that game and how much that win and how much and how much scoring that game winner actually meant to him um boost him up and we see him pick up his game um i think again good stepping stone and a good start um i'm hoping that there's an upswing but i, I just don't think he had a good game so uh, again I, I think he just has to i don't know i don't want to say he has to find himself but he, he's definitely off um and he hasn't been the same guy that we've uh, that we want to see him as. Um, so hopefully he has the upswing and hopefully that he picks up that confidence. Uh, Chris Tucker uh, asks, Julian's bounce back game, was it him answering the pressure or just getting comfortable after missing the preseason? Bobby, what do you think? I don't know. It's pretty hard to say. Um, it's just, I mean, it's, it's it, he had a great game, but it's only the one game. Um it's hard to say right now. I, I hope. I hope. I don't know if it's 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 under the pressure. I think it's just it's just the the impact of the team and how how they're all kind of working together and it kind of keeps them a bit you know a little bit more comfortable in um, in the pitch. Yeah. I I think it's I think it's a a good indicator as to what Julian is capable of. Like you see, he got up for this game. Maybe in the the previous two games. Um, granted he was played out of position for one of those games and then moved back to the, to the right back against a very good team. And then the other game was his first game back from, uh, back into the team after suspension. So it's, it's hard to say. I think that it's a little bit of both. It's, uh, him getting comfortable with the the team again. Um, but also sort of making the adjustments that he needed to make within his own game to make himself be the player that we all expect him to be. And that he expects himself to be. So I'm going to go with the second part. I think he got comfortable after missing the preseason. Um, although I think that you could still make a case with the first one um, because he has come out and said, I read all the posts. I, I don't think he listens to the podcast. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, dude, go go train. You have better things to do. Don't listen to this podcast. Oh, you can do uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to it while training and getting upset. I, I saw, yeah, there you go. Um, so he says, you know, he does read it. So, you know, it, it could have played a factor. But honestly, look, I know what this guy's capable of, which is why the first two games were that he played were genuinely shocking that he had those type of games because that's not what I expect from him. I expect more from him. I know what he brings to the table, and I know what more he could bring to the table. The guy's still on the rise. So it's not that he peaked, and his confidence is through the roof. So the fact that his confidence was just – it seemed off as well – He's getting beat defensively. Again, maybe the rivalry factor had like, okay, 
I'm picking my game up now. I can't have another game like that. Not in this game, you know? Um, but honestly, I know what he's capable of. I'm going to go with uh, with the latter here and saying that he's actually just got comfortable. He got some games under him. Um, he missed a preseason. And now that he's, you know, he settled in, you know, this is one where, okay, now we can go consistent. I don't think this was a um, a fluke. I don't think this is an outlier. I think this is what you expect from Julian Rahul. And I think going forward, you're going to see more of this more often. I'm finally, I'm just glad he got this out of the way sooner rather than later. Um, Jesus Gallardo, though, asks, do you think a future under-22 signing will have a similar playing style to Vasquez? What? Who would that be? I, 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 I well, like, I guess he's well, look, asking the, the, generally. I honestly think, look, if, if I get what he's saying, um, but you, again, if you're seeing an under-22 player, and by the way, is for the most part is Cabral. Okay, he's a young guy, and you're, again, you're you're banking that this guy is gonna run rampant in MLS. But if you're going future signing, you basically are saying we need to strike gold yet again um, to have that playing style of Vasquez, where he has that playmaking ability to unlock defenses, to you know uh, open up space, to find you know players on the run. Um, at under 22 and make that type of an impact, you're finding gold. You have to find gold here. And yeah. that's easier said than and done. Like, you, you can't do that around for a while. For that yeah, yeah, and he'll, uh, yeah. And if, and, if, and if he's about to do that, if he's going to do that again, you won't see him in the galaxy for too long. Yeah. You better sell um, him for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that, you know, I know that it, it almost seems like, yeah, go out and find yourself a good player. And I mean, it's like easier said than done, right? Theoretically, it's just really, really simple. Um, it's not. Um, I understand that, you know, more often than not, you're going to fail in your signings, especially with young kids. Um, and the other part is it, it, the expectation factor. Look at the hype that, you know, Efra got for, you know, all these years, and he hasn't lived up to that hype. Look at Freddie Adu. Um, you know, why do we put so much pressure on these kids? Well, it's simple because other, you know, Brazilians can do it. You know, these young, you know, German kids and young, you know, Argentines, can, they, they can do it. Um Americans are, are behind in that um, in that regard and with this sport. You know, they might be able to do it in basketball. They might be able to do it in, you know, baseball or football. But in soccer, we're really behind here. So finding that under-22 player with Vasquez's skill set and playing style, that is genuinely hitting the lottery. Well, I, and I also think that the way that Vasquez plays also has a lot to do with his age, uh, the experience level, the 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 soccer IQ, the thing that he's learned from his experience in the game, uh, playing for the teams that he's played for. I think that goes a lot way a long way into how his play is, you know, what his play style is, and you don't get that with the twenty two year old. You, but you have to remember, you do have to remember that Victor Vasquez came up in Barcelona's academy. So, exactly. you know, yeah. there's that, there's that. So, um, yeah, again, I, I but again, like it, it's experience. easier said than done. Yeah. No, so I, I, think, I, I, I think there's a potential for uh, us to have a playmaker at that age level, the, at the skill set that Vasquez has, but not the play style that Vasquez has, because again, that has a lot to do with his experience level. 
Yeah, of course. And, you know, obviously, um, with he's been in MLS before. He's won a title. He knows what to expect. And more importantly, he's played under Greg Vanny, so he knows exactly what he needs to do, and he's there at mentoring, uh, you know, the, the other players. And, okay, this is what is expected. This is what, you know, you should be doing. This is where you should be at, blah, blah, blah. Um, that helps. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's difficult to um, – to find a young player that's going to have that type of an impact and with that type of a playing style it's if you do find that again you're, you're you probably shouldn't be playing in mls you'll probably or you're going to be playing in europe uh sooner rather than later um so yeah and i think um i think that's it so thanks guys uh for the questions we really really appreciate it um is there anything else david uh, I have one question for you guys. Uh, I, maybe I should submit it through my with my personal Twitter. But um, given given the the in you know what we're seeing with uh, Columbus rebranding um, to Columbus SC, and they'll be known as the Crew and nickname only. Um, do you guys see the Galaxy rebranding again, changing their name? I I, I don't. I, I personally don't see it. I think that when you when you look across the globe, uh, outside of of the United States, when you think about MLS, you think the Galaxy. And I think that if we were able to, we were ever going to rebrand to like Galaxy FC or, you know, SC Galaxy, I think that that would hurt the global brand of MLS. So I don't think that we're ever gonna going to rebrand. What do you guys think? I don't think it'll ever happen. I agree i don't think that it'll ever happen but i also believe that this is something that i want to believe <laughs> will never happen <laughs> um um i think so uh, i'm gonna give i mean uh, we've done uh, it once right we've done it once and it was it, and it wasn't a rebrand to where we changed our name we changed our colors we changed the logo to look a little bit more sure. you know world you know uh, and that was the david beckham effect um, but I don't think anyone had a problem with it, to be honest. At least I don't remember. Well, then again, we weren't on Twitter either. Um, but I didn't really have a problem with it. I actually liked it. I, I didn't mind it. We didn't change our name. We didn't put FC or SC or, you know, United or Sporting or any other things. We, we kept the LA Galaxy the way it was, um, which is good. I'm going to give a shout out here to the uh, to LA Galaxy UK. And I did it last week as well. Um, he put a couple tweets. One, this was earlier where he retweeted this. Um, he retweeted another guy who said, let me say this, the more MLS continues, the city name SCFC nonsense, the less interesting and unique you become, the less you appeal to a global audience, keep the quirky and original and let the investment on the pitch bring in the eyeballs to which, um, he actually quoted, or he quote tweeted it saying, Exactly. The whole reason I started loving it was for how unique it was. The team names, the shootouts, the shirts, the entire show. If I wanted a European-style league, I would have stuck with the European League. Uh, keep it MLS. Um, and as far as, David, your question, I will give another shot because he literally, uh, LA Galaxy UK, literally just tweeted this. If you think we're not going to rebrand, just fact. Don Garber is an anagram for go rebrand. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, all, all right, right guys. That, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, this is episode 220. Say goodbye, David and Lewis. Bye. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
is Bobby Spader. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 